0: Welcome to Agency for Change, a podcast from Kid Glove that brings you the stories of changemakers who are actively working to improve our communities. In every episode, we'll meet with people who are making a lasting impact in the places we call home. Hey, everybody, let the good times roll. We have had many guests on this podcast, from nonprofit leaders to financial service executives. Today's guest works for a brand that's synonymous with powerful, stylish, and category-leading vehicles. Hey, everyone. This is Lynn Weinman, president of Kid Glove, And today on the Agency for Change podcast, I'm chatting with my friend, Brian Seck. Brian is the Chief Talent Management Strategist of Kawasaki. That's a great title, by the way. Brian, I'm so excited to talk with you. How are you?
1: I'm very well. Thank you for having
0: me. Uh, Absolutely. I'm looking forward to this conversation, Brian. And would you just start by taking a minute to tell us more about Kawasaki? It's probably a brand that we're all familiar with, but maybe don't know the full scope of the company. And tell us about the work that you do uh, in your role there.
1: Sure. So Kawasaki is a global company with factories all over the world based in Japan and opened in the early 1970s here in Lincoln, producing motorcycles for the U.S. market. And as the years went by, people's interest in vehicles changed. Motorcycles actually became less popular with the rise of jet skis and all-terrain vehicles, ATVs kawasaki mules and later on tarix and brute force so actually the motorcycles went back to japan and this plant here in lincoln produces atvs and jet skis but also produces the cargo door for the Boeing 7 uh, long block engines for commercial lawnmowers and also rail cars that are used by new york city washington dc the state of maryland several other states on the east coast that have large uh, rail car organizations metro transit authority in new york so those are all the things that Kawasaki makes here in Lincoln. We also have two plants in Missouri, Maryville, Missouri, and Boonville, Missouri, that produce uh, engines, Kawasaki engines, for uh, commercial lawnmowers.
0: You know, I I did a lot of work at one time in my career in the commercial lawnmower space, and I do remember reading a lot of copy about those great Kawasaki engines.
1: They're pretty indestructible. You can uh, you can see them on most of the brands that you see with a zero turn radius anywhere you see a lawnmower.
0: Fantastic. Zero turn, man. You're taking me back to a different time in my career. That's a pretty amazing product line. And I think it's cool that so many of those things are produced right here in Lincoln, Nebraska. But Brian, I'd love to hear a bit too about your role. I mentioned earlier that title, Chief Talent Management Strategist. First of all, does it fit on one business card? And second of all, what do you actually do?
1: Yeah. So for that job title, what you do is you hit wrap text around the design of a business card and then it goes around the front and the back. So it's I kind of like it. a circular circular job title. And it also has three websites on it uh, because we have, <laughs> we have their own hiring website, which is something that we're working on. But, uh, but yeah, no. Uh, so so my role is truly how do we grow our workforce? So we have an excellent workforce. We have people retiring almost every day now who have been with the company for 40 years. Uh, The Lincoln plant opened 47 years ago, and we have people who've been here 47 years. It's great. That's cool. Uh, The the amount of longevity is unbelievable. But recently, uh, Kawasaki announced $200 million plus expansion. So not only do we need to retain our workforce, which is challenging in today's environment, but we also need to grow, which is even harder. Basically, my role is to be thoughtful and tenacious about getting into new populations to recruit from. But also ensuring that on the back end, the recruiters who are on my team in Maryville, Boonville, and Lincoln are able to handle an increased workflow. Because really hiring externally to a large amount is pretty new for us, uh, especially in Lincoln. So it's not only recruiting, it's also making sure you have the systems to handle the applicants and then handle people to stay with the company.
0: You know, Brian, I have known you for a few years now, and I've never known you to back away from a challenge. But I mean, really, to take this job at this point in time, hiring is tougher now than it has been in years between, you know, we're all talking about the great resignation and still dealing with COVID. I mean, it's created some unique challenges for a lot of companies. Can you tell me more about how Kawasaki's journey has been impacted and how you're overcoming and, and dealing with this challenge.
1: Sure. So I mean there's there's a couple of things that are in Kawasaki's favor. One is, is that our starting pay is $18.10 an hour plus full benefits. Nice. And I'll put our benefits package, truly, I'll put our benefits package against anybody's. I'll take the Pepsi challenge. We take care of our families our premiums are excellent you know a family of 10 can get insurance through us we're self-insured we also have if you put in five percent we put in three percent 401k uh, we have pet insurance so all of these benefits are really important and when i think about the workforce who we can go get who we can go recruit i think about underemployed people in making people who are working multiple part-time jobs to make ends meet what i can offer is one of three shifts monday through friday eight hours a day. Living wage job, $18 10 an hour plus benefits. Are you interested? To me, that's the pitch. Um, If we think we're going to go out and recruit experienced fabricators, no. (laughs) (laughs) That's going to be very difficult. Uh, But I think we can go find that single mom or dad or whomever who's scraping together positions and help them find a permanent home. Uh, When I think about the the population that go get to me, that's
0: what I think about. You know, Brian, I think the benefits thing is such a big thing. I have kids now that are in the early phases of their careers, right? And you and and some of them are still on my benefits too. And and you try to explain to them how important that is. But I, I love to hear about companies that really take care of their people. I mean, it's both financial and a peace of mind. I've also got to believe if you're starting people at $18 an hour, I mean, there's there's going to be opportunity to grow and learn and develop to become an experienced fabricator along the oh, way yeah. and really have some great long-term opportunities as well.
1: Yeah, no, there, there's opportunities to advance in your craft. So becoming a master of what you do. There's also opportunities to advance as a leader. There's classes that you can take internally through Kawasaki about leadership development, reading blueprints, all these different things that you can do to be successful. That's right. The, the other challenge that's hard is rec- when you're recruiting to talk about the value of benefits. That's yeah, hard.
0: It is because, really hard.
1: Because if people are looking for a job, most of the time they'd be looking at the highest hourly rate. So how, how do you talk about the value of benefits, I think, is challenging and, to me, energizing to talk about how we can help people get health
0: insurance. Right. That's a great, that's a great nut to crack, Brian. And actually, I mean, a huge factor in hiring is reaching and communicating with those job seekers and sometimes communicating difficult things. How does your team make sure you're doing both in your efforts?
1: Sure. So when we are posting positions, we're making sure that we're leading with benefits. We're being very transparent about what we pay. There's no mystery. We're also kind of increasing our marketing and outreach to the community. We had an on-site career fair that attracted over 100 people nice. that we hired about 20 out of, which is uh, if anyone's ever done job fairs, hiring 20% of people that show up is unbelievable because a lot of people just come just to check it out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so hiring 20 people out of that is unbelievable, very successful. Mm-hmm. The other thing that we're really trying to do is when we bring people in for interviews is you know, we're sharing with them information as much as we're interviewing. So really being cognizant of the fact that this is an opportunity to be in front of somebody and sell us as much as where they're selling themselves, us as, as a qualified applicant. So I'd say those are the two ways that we're thinking about that, but that's a never stop innovating piece of what we do. Just constantly think about how can we tell people it's the pay and the benefits.
0: Yeah. I love that you said that because there's a lot of ways companies can innovate. It's not just with technology, it's not just with manufacturing process, but what you are doing in talent strategy is innovative as well. And so to go along with that, you know, I think you mentioned earlier that you use job portals, you've mentioned career fairs, are you using LinkedIn? I mean, I'm just curious. Can you share how you are reaching out with these potential job seekers, maybe for anybody who's listening right now?
1: Sure. I mean, you know, where, you know, the most important thing I can hear my boss saying is that anyone who's interested in the career of Kawasaki, should go to KawasakiLincoln.com and check that out.
0: There you go. Uh, KawasakiLincoln.com. I'm going to say it really loud. And then I'm also going to make sure that's in the show notes too, Brian.
1: For sure. For, we, we use UKG Ulti Pro as our, you know, employee portal and recruiting portal for what it's worth, uh, you know, there's others like ADP. And, you know, we also share our positions through Indeed and Facebook and LinkedIn and all these different sites, AnyWorks, Community Colleges, Handshake for UNL. I think most of our, uh, I wouldn't say competitors, but fellow manufacturers probably do something similar. I think one thing that sets us apart is the high number of employee referrals that we get. So I always mm-hmm. make sure that we take really good care of those employee referrals, even if it's somebody we can't hire, you know, to go back and say, thank you for thinking of us. Thank you for thinking of your friend, even even if it doesn't work out. But I'd say those are the main ones that we're using now. However, we'll be starting uh, a marketing campaign in 2022 on corporate structures. So really thinking about Kawasaki Motors as, as one, recruiting piece between uh, Nebraska and Missouri, and I'm sure we'll have more strategies coming up then.
0: That sounds good. So keep an eye out, keep an eye out for a great marketing campaign coming up in early 2022. So Brian, we've talked a little bit about the COVID-19 pandemic. It impacted so many organizations, so many companies, so many people all over the world. I'm curious, can you speak to how it affected Kawasaki and any pivoting you maybe had to do to refocus your strategy?
1: I mean, on hiring, I think it's just communicating to folks that, you know, we're in masks here because we're in the city of Lincoln. You know, yeah. we, if you go work at our friends at TMCO or friends at Lincoln Industries, you're going to be wearing masks too. So, any, any, we, we did hear, you know, some objection when we had to go back to masks after, you know, in the summer, we were out of masks for a while and then we came back. So, really, I think the biggest challenge was just communicating with our employees that, this is something that is a community decision. So we're going to do it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. You don't
0: really have a choice, right? You yeah, don't really it, have a choice.
1: It's not something that the safety manager decided to do. Right. So I, I think we communicated that effectively. We have been consistent and people, I think, are used to it. Obviously, you know, when we're able for that mask mandate to end, um, I think people would welcome that. But for now, I think between, you know, hand sanitizer stations, uh, being cognizant of distance masks, I think we've done a great job. And we've been able to really stay within our hiring goals and manpower goals through
0: through COVID. That's really great. Congratulations to you for that. So Brian, I'd love to switch gears, talk a little bit more about you. I'm curious, how did your path lead you in this direction? Were you an eight-year-old on a playground saying, I want to be a talent management strategist when I grow up?
1: No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> no. Uh, I thought I was going to be like an FBI agent or a foreign <laughs> service officer or something like that. But, but no, uh, so I, I was born in New Jersey. I grew up in Wichita, Kansas. I was very lucky to go to an international baccalaureate high school in Wichita, which really changed my direction. Uh, Lincoln High has one here. I went to KU and I was in the Peace Corps for three years in Kazakhstan, lived in Russia for a while, Spain for a while. And then came back to DC. I went to grad school at NYU and got a master's in public administration, really focused on program evaluation and metrics, understanding how can nonprofits be effective. I uh, worked for a consulting firm there in the Trump Tower on Wall Street for about cool. years. Yeah. And, uh, and then I worked on John Street before that, which just block away. And uh, I was a consultant, traveled all around the country. Uh, and I met my wonderful wife Janelle on a site visit to the University of Nebraska and I quit and I came out here. <laughs> uh, we went on like four dates and four months and got married. And uh 10 years later I'm here. And the, how does that path all connect to Kawasaki? Since I've been in Nebraska, I've been really focused on equity. Uh, I've worked with like the public schools of homeless students, I've worked with Lincoln Community Foundation on Workforce and our Chamber of Commerce, Lincoln Partnership for Economic Development. And really what I've found is People who struggle to be successful in our community often don't have the stability to overcome obstacles. So if something bad happens to Len Weinman or Brian Set financially, we have credit cards, we have friends, we have a personal line of credit, we have a hundred things we can do. When I've worked with families over the years and still do so today, families don't have 20 bucks. Yeah. So if something happens, a funeral expense, a medical expense, a car breakdown, that can cost homelessness. So as I've been in workforce development for the last five or six years, what led me to Kawasaki was the opportunity to hire people directly and pay people $18.10 an hour to go be successful here at Kawasaki because that is financially stable. And so that's what really led me here is thinking about how can we help people access quality jobs and be successful and stable? Stability is the end of poverty. I am 100% convinced of this. I'll I'll take on anybody. If we can create stability for families, we can use poverty.
0: Brian, I love that. And and I have to say the first part of that up to the point where you talked about, I met my wife, Janelle, I quit my job. We went on four dates. We got married. I think you should sell your story to Hallmark, right? That would make, <laughs> can, can, <laughs> make can, a...
1: Dean, yep. can Dean Payne play my, play my role? I feel like he's <laughs> in the whole Hallmark booth.
0: I think, I think that would be a great choice. I think that'd be a great choice. So, but also I love your, you come to this role with, I think a very different background than other HR and recruiting people. And I'm really excited to see how you use that knowledge and those skills to match people with stability and jobs, because it will make Kawasaki better. It will make our community better, and it will help improve people's lives. So I I love that so much. Mm -hmm. So Brian, as a leader who does a lot of work that requires patience, it requires smart strategy, I'm curious, what advice you have for other leaders who want to make a difference in the world?
1: Oh, man, that's such a good question. You know, since I've been here the last four months where, you know, we've really increased the amount of external recruiting that we've done. Uh, In the past, Kawasaki has recruited externally, but it just hasn't been the focus that it is now because we just need to grow our manpower numbers so much. So, you know, as a leader, you set a plan, you put that plan in motion, but then it can be easy to dive into the details of one day, realize those details aren't right, and get too close, get too much into your team who's executing. And so to me, one of the hardest things is when you see something that's wrong to not jump in immediately and try to fix it, but think about what caused that to happen, how can I fix it, and then have that conversation with your person who's executing in the field, uh, because if you jump in every time there's something wrong, it won't get fixed. It'll just be a constant break. So I, I think, you know if someone's out there you know wanting to make a difference in the world. I think the 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 strategic patience is such an important piece of it. Like decide what you want to do, make your plan, and then continuous improvement. That's one thing Kawasaki's taught me a lot is that a process doesn't have to be perfect right away, but you do have the responsibility to be constantly improved.
0: Mm. I wrote down those words strategic patience. I think that is really good. As a leader, you have to make sure you are leading and coaching and not doing but a lot of us got into leadership positions because we're good at doing, right? And so it's it's you you lose some of that power of being a leader if you just jump in and keep fixing things. Something I have to work on every no, single hard. day too, right? But strategic hard. patience. I'm yeah. keeping that note in front of me uh for yeah. the rest of the day. Yeah, so
1: no,
0: everybody who listens to, to this podcast knows this next question is my favorite because I get to talk with a lot of really interesting people. I know we all have famous quotes that we, you know, like to look to that inspire us, but I like to ask our podcast guests. So you, Brian Seck, can you give us some of your own words of wisdom that can inspire our listeners?
1: Yeah. So for, for myself, you know, I've I've worked in nonprofit sectors. I've worked in private sectors. And for myself, my personal motto is to be patient, humble, and kind. Like I just have this mantra that I tell myself all the time and I fail all the time, but to be patient, humble, and kind. If, if you can pull that off, you win. Yeah. Uh, because people understand that you respect them, but you're still going to be there. Because patient to me means you're not going away, you're working on it, you're working the problem. So patient, humble, and kind is a constant mantra that I think about. You know, In New York, you don't have to be humble. Here you do. You yeah. need to be, humble, be successful. It is
0: different. It's very right? different.
1: It's a distinct regional difference, and you've got to know that. And to me, the other, the other uh, phrase that I think of all the time is build your team. Mm-hmm. Anyone out there who's starting a business or a nonprofit or an app, which are all things that I've done, we can talk about it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've done all that. You have to build your team, yeah. especially in Lincoln, Nebraska. This is a place of 300,000 souls, and we're all interconnected. Uh, and I would argue in Omaha too; it's all interconnected. Yeah. So you have to build your team. If you're an iconoclastic personality, it's my way or the highway. That's a tough way to succeed. So to me, it's being patient, humble, and kind and building your team. And that's the way that you can be successful.
0: I love that. Those two statements actually go together so yeah. well, Brian.
1: Yeah. And and just know, anyone who's listening, Lord knows I fail in this all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I keep it in my head and I do my best and and I figure that's that's all anyone can ask.
0: You know, I think to lean into a quote from someone else or something we've all heard, I think. Success is standing up one more time than you fall, right? So we can all have goals and mottos that, and we should have goals and mottos that are not easy to achieve. So we all fall off and get back up.
1: Oh my goodness, yes. So like here at Kawasaki, you know, every Tuesday and Thursday, we try to schedule four people to come in for external assessments, right? And these people can walk in here with no job and walk out of here with a job. Like it's three hours, we get people in and out skill assessment, English assessment, uh, so people can be safe, interview, drug screen, physical, three hours, in and out, you walk out with a job. And we try to get four people scheduled each Tuesday and Thursday. And, you know, sometimes people don't show up. And, you know, and that's okay, right? This is a very competitive job market. I'm not blaming applicants. I'm just saying it's difficult when you schedule four and one shows up.
0: Uh,
1: how, How do you metaphorically get yourself back up the ground, up off the ground, and tell your team, guys, all right, let's do this for Thursday. Here we go. Yeah, uh, yeah. So it's 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 definitely a challenge.
0: Right. Because sometimes that patience, what everything you said here all goes together in such a, a good way because when you are relying on others, it becomes sometimes. I mean, you lose the control and then you can lose your patience, right? And then you can want to jump in and fix it all yourself. And none of that's going to work. Yeah, none of that's going to work. Good for you, Brian. So for our listeners who would like to learn more about your work and, you know, what's going on at Kawasaki, if they want to apply for a job at Kawasaki, what's the best way to find out more?
1: Yes, so KawasakiLincoln.com.
0: KawasakiLincoln.com. All right.
1: Uh, that's right. And, you know, it's such an exciting time at Kawasaki. And I don't say that because I'm four months old, right? It's my honeymoon period. <laughs> you know, honeymoon period ended like the first week when they were like, yeah, you need to hire like 500 people. I was like, okay, <laughs> honeymoon's over, right? um, So, you know, the exciting thing about Kawasaki right now is almost all of our departments are hiring. Yeah. So we're hiring for assistant positions, like clerical positions. We're hiring for engineers. We're hiring for software development we hiring for production and assembly, forklift, welders, maintenance, tax-like. And it's first shift, second shift, and third shift that are all open. And for many years, it was very difficult to get on first shift. But now we can hire people right off the street on the first shift because of the organic growth and because of the high number of retirements, just such a high number of retirements with baby boomers uh, exiting the workforce. So I guess what I would say to anyone who's listening is, if there's anybody out there that you know who wants to be a purchase planning specialist, who wants to be a sales person, who wants to work on the assembly line, who wants to work at shipping and handling. Oh my goodness. We can help you KawasakiLincoln.com.
0: Nice. Very nice. That's great. So Brian, as we wrap up our time together today, what is the most important thing you would like people to know about the work that you're doing?
1: Yeah. You know, what I would say is, you know, we are lucky to have Kawasaki here in yeah. Lincoln. We're lucky. We're lucky that this place in, in the 1970s, like this, this facility employs more than a thousand people uh, at living wage jobs and higher, right? You know, engineers, executives, people like that are making good money too. And as Kawasaki continues to grow, I think the most important thing is how do we make sure that our community can fill these positions so Kawasaki can keep growing, so we can keep producing product, but also so it stays, uh, you know, and we can grow here. So when I think about the most important thing that we can do is how do we tell high school students who might not want to go to college, but they can come work at Kawasaki and we'll give you $2,500 tuition reimbursement if you want to go back to school or we'll train you up within Kawasaki which is our own system. How do we tell the 34-year-old uh, single mom who I've worked with for years to help be successful and take care of her kids that she could work at Kawasaki without previous manufacturing experience and come in and be here successful? So to me, the question is, how do you help people come to Kawasaki who might not have a background in manufacturing and know that they can be successful here? That's I would love people's help to share that
0: message. Sounds great. Well, Brian, you just told all of our listeners for this podcast, and I am glad to, to play a small part in helping you get the word out about the great work that you're doing and the great things that are happening at Kawasaki. And Brian, I just have to say, I really believe the world needs more people like you, so Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to talk with me.
1: Oh, anytime, Lynn. Thank you for having me. And it's, it's a humbling experience, uh, you know, starting at a, at a new position and recruiting. But I think we're going to get there. I think we're going to bring people over to Kawasaki and, and help with these success.
0: Brian, I'd never, I'd never bet against you. I have no doubt that you are going to make this a success. So congratulations to you. And we'll talk soon.
1: Thank you very much, Lynn.
0: We hope you enjoyed today's Agency for Change podcast. To hear all our interviews with those who are making a positive change in our communities or to nominate a changemaker you'd love to hear from, visit kidglove.com at K-I-D-G-L-O-V to get in touch. As always, if you like what you've heard today, be sure to rate, review, subscribe, and share. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time.